Hello and welcome to Mirror Talk. We have moments where we just have to pause. Just pause and take a break and reflect on life. Remember, you are strong, you are enough, you are capable, you are blessed and you are loved. Your moment of greatness starts now. This episode's guest is a mental health advocate who has featured in the Irish Times, Business Leader, and other platforms. She's a graduate of Trinity College Dublin and the University of Amsterdam, and is now the co-founder and the CEO of a wellness app called Keep Happy, which could be found from Google Play Store for Android device, App Store for Apple devices. This wonderful app keeps wellness right in your pockets. Thank you so much for joining me today, Amy. How are you doing? Thank you. Oh, what a great intro. Um, I'm doing great today. Uh, the weather is shit. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Oh, no. But uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm in a great mood today. It's, it's a beautiful day. Oh, that's perfect. How are you getting on? I, I'm, I'm doing quite fine today. Thank you so much. That's, as in the weather is sunny today, but it's my turn later. Words, <laughs> but it's, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're also triggered by the weather these days. It, it has such a play on our mood. Whether we're allowed to go out or stay in with lockdown, it just it's so important. Yes, yes, that's very that's very true. Actually, the weather plays a, like a major role on our mental health. For example, like how we feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. so important. Yes. <laughs> so, um, can you can you share your life journey with me? What led you to you know creating this wonderful wellness app that you have? Yeah. So, just a heads up to your listeners, this does have some uh, suicidal. Uh, presence. So if you if you're worried about that, just skip for the next minute or so because it's it's quite brief, mm. and it has a happy ending. But um, the founding story for Keep Happy actually begins with my suicide attempt. It began in an incredibly dark place where I just couldn't see a way out, and and decided to, you know, end things. And thankfully, I was saved. I was truly saved physically and then mentally by my dog my dog was really the reason I kept going because I became so protective of her and didn't think anyone would spoil her as much as I do yeah. um, which is probably a bit of a weird thing to say but it was during my recovery that I found out that meditation doesn't work for everyone and, and more importantly that it didn't work for me and when I was mentally really at the, the depth of my mental illnesses and, and trying to recover, I am such an ambitious person. I was like, I'm going to do this within a month. I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be happy again. Uh, and unfortunately, recovery, just like with physical health, it doesn't work like that. It takes time to heal. And that was when I started to learn about all the other mechanisms for proactive and preventative mental health care. So journaling, goal setting, gratitude. You know, there are so many tips and techniques out there that we just never learn about. And this is when I first got really angry. So I have borderline personality disorder. And and that, for me, has expressed itself in just rage and anger about great societal issues. Mm. And I got so angry about this because throughout my whole life, I had learned about physical health and how to take care of my physical health to stop diabetes or heart issues or all these different things by not eating too much sugar, not eating too much McDonald's, you know, cutting, like maintaining a healthy balance of alcohol, like all of these things and exercising and weighing myself and counting my steps. 
but none of that had applied to my mental health. Mm. And at the end of the day, the thing that was the greatest risk to me and, and to so many people was my mental health. And it's really important here to kind of carry a distinction between mental health and mental illness. So one in four may have a mental illness, but just like physical health, we all have mental health, the highs, the lows, the stress before a deadline, the anxiety of not getting an email, Mm. that Monday slump, like we all have these things. And that kind of combination of rage, of wanting to help myself, of recognizing that meditation apps are the most popular ones out there and seeing a real gap in the market for an alternative solution that acted like a gym for your mental health was the starting point of Keep Happy. And so we launched it in September of last year. And since then, we've reached over 100 countries. We're empowering empowering tens of thousands of people all over the world. Uh, Despite only marketing in four countries, somehow word has spread about us to all these amazing countries around the world. And we're we're doing amazing things because we're actually a for-profit social enterprise. So we believe in giving back to the community. And every time someone buys a subscription to Keep Happy, we donate a lifetime version to someone who's struggling. So we've built this groundswell of people being passionate about mental health, of, of providing it to people who need it, to being more than just another mental health company, being more than just another wellness app. We're actually creating a real change. And... That's why I love doing it. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that, that was very long. <laughs> yes, that's very that's very awesome, actually. That's that's very good. That's very good. And um, I was re- I was reading on the I think from the Irish Times um, where you talked about your um, suicide attempt. If I could talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was reading how you know you mentioned already your dog like saved you. They were ma- making mention of your dog and um, telling you reasons why you should stay back because you're, you, no one will take care of your dog, for example. So um, how did you survive that suicide, um, suicide attempt apart from what was written in the Irish Times, and um, do you have tips for, for listeners, tips for me, for example, to avoid um, suicidal thoughts or, you know, suicidal attempts? So when it comes to suicidal ideation, you know, I was shocked to learn that not everyone considered suicide. Like, that blew my mind that people didn't see it as an option. Like, the majority of people don't see it as an option and having suicidal ideation is, is a real sign that you need help. You need medical assistance. And, you know, that's that can be a really daunting thing to accept. A lot of people will shy away from that and be like, no, it's normal. It's fine. It's just a thought. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But if you have that much self-hate, if you're in that much of a dark place, you know, there is a solution. You can get better. You can find help. And asking for help is one of the toughest things you can do. And But the thing is, a wellness app like Kibapi isn't there to solve mental illness. A meditation app won't cure a mental illness, just like it won't cure a broken bone or a chronic illness. Mm. However, once you do get help and you start your recovery journey, or even just to maintain your well-being, there are so many tools out there that you can take care of yourself. So if you're kind of feeling low, one of the things that we'd be really advocating for as part of the positive psychology school of thought is gratitude. Focus on the things that you are grateful for or that made you happy each day. It can be as small as a great cup of coffee, like I'm drinking a really tasty coffee right now. And that has 
brighten my like the the last few minutes before I jumped on this call. Mm. There are so many little things that we don't focus on and overlook when we're in that dark place. Yeah. So taking time to focus on it is a great way. The other one to do that we would recommend is goal setting. Mm. This is particularly effective for men, from what I understand from the research, but it's really good for people who might not be descriptive. So they might not be writers or they might not be creative, really. And it's a great way to start your day or your week and write down the things that you want to conquer. Make them achievable. Like, don't aim for the moon. Like, make them things that you can achieve. And then get that endorphin rush when you strike them off or tick it or, <laughs> or you know, you conquer it. You feel great about yourself when you yes. conquer something. Mm. And that's a boost. That's an endorphin boost. Mm. Um, obviously, other advice is go for walks or try get a little bit of exercise in. Mm. Go outside, enjoy the fresh air, drink lots of water. Water is a key in impact on uh, sleep levels and uh mood it's it's been really strongly linked and ensuring that you have a healthy diet all of these external factors and physical factors play a big impact on our our brain health which yeah. impacts our mood wow wow that that's those are good tips those are very nice tips actually we kind of overlook them like because oh why should i sleep yeah. enough? why should i go for a walk for example mm. yeah hundred percent and and that's something that really frames the dialogue around mental health None of us know what tips really work for us, and that's because we were never taught them. So if you try to figure out what works for you, you're going to be in a much better position than like just giving out to yourself for not being happy enough or not being perfect enough, you know? Yes, yes, that's right. So um, for me personally, making use of this um, or trying out this Keep Happy app um, for the past few days, I found the journaling part very interesting to me, like, you know, writing and gratitude part also. There's a section for gratitude mm -hmm. and you can write what you're grateful about. And you can also, you know, level, um, give yourself like some scores on how happy am I today? How did I feel today? Yeah. And I really, it's really amazing. But from you, the creator and the co-founder, I, I love you to talk more about the features. What have I not yet discovered? Yeah. And what are the benefits? What am I supposed to look forward to from using the app? Yeah. So the core feature of the app is that mood tracker. So one of the really big things that we identified early on is that today's world is the data era. We have wearable technology. We weigh ourselves. We track our sleep. We track our steps. We monitor everything that we put into our body or interact with the world. And despite all that, there's no way to track your happiness. There's no way to track your stress. And it's quite a subjective thing, but when you actually look at the most popular apps out there in terms of physical health, it's Fitbit and MyFitnessPal, which are both self-tracking. They do a lot of calorie counting. So what we decided to do was bring that concept of data into mental health. And what we do is we encourage users to track the eight vitals that most impact your daily well-being. So mood, stress, productivity, exercise, social, hydration, food, and sleep. And from there, you, you interact with it each day. And then the whole app becomes tailored to each user. That was really important to us because we wanted to create like a, a, a personal trainer for your mental health. So what it does is it interacts with the rest of the app. So the journal feature by sending you prompts based on your lowest performing vital. So for me, I've really been struggling with my sleep the last few days. So all of the vitals are, are sleep directed or all the prompts are about sleep. So it asks me to reflect on my sleep, on how I'm doing, on why I'm having poor sleep. 
Then the goal setting feature like tailors to sleep as well. It encourages me to set a nighttime routine. And then we have other features like gratitude, which is is really, really valuable. I did not believe in it for ages. Yeah. And then my psych team basically persuaded me, along with some randomer on Tinder who I was talking to it about, mm. the two of these random conversations, <laughs> we bought it into the app. Mm. And now it's one of the most popular features on the app. We also have other other components like a health report. You get health reports after the each week and every month. And then my personal favorite is the keepies. Mm. So the keepies are AR gamification. They're kind of like Tamagotchi or Nintendogs, if any of your users remember those those games. Basically, every time you interact with the app, you get points. So every time you write a journal, every time you set your goal, you get points. And you use these points to feed and, and look after and throw a ball and make your little digital pet dance. It's all about using self-care to care for someone else. And that was really inspired by my relationship with my dog during that really dark time in my life. So it's it's really fun to come up with all these ideas and then see them being used and, and really helping people. So that's kind of what the app does. Yes, it's, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also, you know, also taking from uh, what I read from um, the Irish Times, you know, um, you, you have this wonderful wellness app that has a lot of benefits. This wellness app is like um, a technology which is used to empower users, right? But um, a lot of people yeah. think that it is also a means to replace traditional methods um, of, of wellness. So what, what are the other misconceptions that you think people have towards um, using wellness apps or meditation apps or stuff like that? Are there like misconceptions that you've heard about that you would love to like clear up? Yeah, so just, just to restate, because this can't be clear enough, wellness apps cannot replace traditional care methods of psychology, psychiatry, so getting medication. All of these things do work. And, you know, the first therapist you speak to might not be the right fit, but figuring out what works for you is the best way to go about it. Um, when it comes to wellness and looking after your well-being and your mental health and kind of taking a proactive or preventative approach, some of the things that have really shocked me over the last while is how much meditation is perceived to be the best solution when it really isn't. Like it doesn't work for some people. And when it doesn't work for them, they kind of blanket stroke everything under this label of wellness that it doesn't work for them. When things like goal setting, we've been doing it forever. And, and that's a really powerful technique for managing your mood. Yes. The other things that have kind of shocked me is the amount of money in this industry and yet how inaccessible it is to those who need it most. Like I had to give up work for a year and, and I was very fortunate to be able to stay and live with my parents so I didn't have to pay rent. And there were a lot of other factors, but like I couldn't afford premium pricing on some wellness technologies. I couldn't afford that each month. So I think it's really important, although, you know, we are a for-profit organization, having that social impact, having that commitment to helping others is such an integral part of this community, of this industry, because, you know, the people who need it most are often the most vulnerable. And that's a really important message to carry and, and to really focus on making mental health care accessible so now i have this um I, I have this i have this wonderful wellness app in my pocket right i have keep happy on my phone <laughs> in my pocket right now um mm -hmm. as a user 
<laughs> what, what are the most effective ways I could make use of this wellness app that uh, would, you know, profit me in a lot of ways? Or what are the things I'm meant to avoid so that I can get the, you know, maximum benefit out of the app? Because it's one thing to have the app in my, on my phone, in my pocket, and it's another thing for me to actually make use of it properly and, you know, get the best out of it. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, app retention is really low. So encouraging users to use an app each day is really tough. But one of the things you can do is really make it a central like part of your day, not a central, sorry, but like a part of your routine. So we encourage users to set an alert on the time that works for them best. So my alert happens late at night. So as I'm getting for bed, I know that the keep up the alert comes up and I know I need to track my mood or engage in gratitude or journaling. And that kind of alert reminds us to keep it going and really set it as a practice like it's like going to the gym like we set a time to go to the gym each day like I'm sorry I'm very much an early morning person when it comes to exercise so like having that part of my routine has really made me keep going with it uh like my physical health sorry so having something similar with your mental health is just as important. And and the thing is, you don't need to use Keepapi. You don't need to use technology if it doesn't work for you. It's just about using these practices each day because the ones that are on Keepapi are proven to work. And, and, you know, they're there for a reason. So if you spend 20 minutes each at night journaling or you spend 10 minutes each morning setting a goal or focusing on what you want to accomplish each day, that's more effective than doing nothing. And and the thing is, most of us won't focus on our well-being until we reach crisis point. Mm. And that's because of the stigma around mental illness and mental health. So it's really important to take a proactive stance, to consider it like your physical health, to make a part of your routine, to focus on really trying to achieve it, even just for 14 days see if you can make it a habit and and that's how you can really engage with it and get the best results yeah yeah so i have to be intentional about it like i want i have this app on my phone i'm going to make use of it set alerts and set notifications and ensure i use it yeah 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 the the funny thing is we often compare it to like running a a marathon or getting a six-pack like when we see physical health we know that it's going to take time to accomplish these really big goals to feel our best. It'll take time. Like you need a lot of endurance and and dedication to achieve that. And then when we look at mental health, we're like, why isn't this working for me already? This should work straight away (laughs) without realizing that it it takes practice. It takes time to figure it out, to find out what works for you. You know, uh, running might not work for everyone or swimming might not work for everyone, but we keep trying different things. And yet when it comes to our mental health, we're so strict. We're like, this doesn't work for me. Nothing works for me. I'm not going to bother with this. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> so we have to try everything possible, healthy and good, and um, yeah, see what works yeah. for Yes, yes. 100%. Wow, amazing. So um, what, what are new features that are coming up on the app? Like um, I'm a user and I'm very excited about this. I want to know. What are the next things that are coming up? What am I supposed to look forward to on Quick Keep Up? Absolutely. So we're still really young. We're just like a year and two months old. So we're still refining all the features we have. We adore talking to our users. Like I like spent most of my day reaching out and asking how we can improve the app. Mm. So if we we're refining certain features like the vital tracker, people want more options to edit it throughout the day. 
We're increasing the impact of the goal setting feature. So it's more list orientated. We're doing a lot of little things to fix it. And then what we're going to do is we're actually doing a lot of work with corporates. So we're trying to ha- figure out how to bring it into companies with while seriously protecting our users' data. That's one of the core principles and, and you know, columns of Keepapi mm-hmm. that we protect our users' data. I don't know if you know this, but in September of last year, 60 million women had their period data sold to major corporations. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's not it's not great it's news. Not no, it's not <laughs> so good. no, no. So we're really keen to protect our users' data, and and that's something we're doing moving forward, and have done all along with the corporates that we're working with. So that's kind of our main work at the minute and moving forward. So it's good. exciting. Yeah, and talking about talking about corporates and movements. Um, can you tell me more about your work with um Tech for Good movement? Yeah, so Tech for Good is honestly one of my favorite platforms and movements it's really by focusing all of the energy all of the passion all of the solutions created in the tech community because there is so much innovation there are so many intelligent and passionate people in there and it's about kind of focusing their talent and power towards creating solutions for good tech for good like how can we use our knowledge and our abilities to create a really positive impact And we typically align our thoughts and our focuses along the SDGs, so the Sustainable Development Goals, as created by the United Nations. So KeepAppy is SDG3, so good health and well-being is our our real passionate focus. And, And it's all about creating a movement that is more than just you know, looking at um, traditional social enterprises who are who are phenomenal, but it's about creating a social enterprise or or, or for profit organization that has a social impact, um, which is phenomenal. Like this is the 21st century, you know, adhering to capitalism, yeah. using investments, using the VC world to power social change, and that's yeah. just extraordinary. Like that, we are rejecting typical principles that you know money grabbing is the only way forward we're using our knowledge to create real change and i I just love it i think it's such a powerful mechanism for change yeah i I believe so too yeah wait this 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 question is just popping in as in i didn't plan this but (laughs) but i just um you know i you are you are um a mental health advocate an entrepreneur as the co-founder and um, (laughs) ceo of your company to do like this a lot of things you do how do you, you know, balance your time, manage your time to do all of these things without avoiding, um, without a burnout, for example, or without, you know, getting stressed up? I wish I had the perfect answer for you, <laughs> but I really don't. I get mm. so burnt out. I've had two really bad episodes in the last year where I had to, my my partner and my co, like my co-founder, both mm took my laptop away from me and deleted email apps and Slack apps and all the apps off my phone so that I wouldn't be able to engage in work for a week long. Like, I, like I really, I love my job, but I, I do get stressed. I forget to look after myself. I really have to focus on prioritizing my well-being because when you're an entrepreneur, like you're, it's almost like you're a professional athlete and your brain is your biggest like it's your biggest asset it's it's your most used muscle so a professional athlete if they're overworking a a specific muscle Mm. 
They rest it. They massage it. They get physiotherapy. They focus on it. And yet entrepreneurs, we, we often, we forget about that. We forget that we have to take care of our minds sometimes. So I have to be very careful. I'm, I'm very lucky that I have a great therapist. I'm on awesome antidepressants that really help me. And I, I just had to do the basics. I say I practice gratitude. I practice journaling and I love doing exercise. So that's kind of my way to stay sound and grounded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that's good. That's actually very good. So um, how can we stay connected with you from now on? Like listening to this wonderful conversation with you. I know a lot of people love to stay connected with you, download the app. Or get, you know, direct information from you when new features are coming mm -hmm. up or, you know, information about your company. Yeah. So it's www.keepappy.com. So it's it's like keep happy, but without the H. Mm -hmm. um, and we're keep happy across all social media. Um, so K-E-E-P-A-P-P-Y. And then if you want to connect with me, it's uh, Amy Carton. So A-I-M-E-E-C-A-R-T-O-N. I'm most active on Twitter. I love Twitter. I'm always chatting to people there um but that's a that's a great place to connect with me it's also a great place to connect with the mental health community mm -hmm. it's it's a really powerful platform for connecting with the most awesome people yes yes i'm going to place all this information um in the show notes for this episode and anyone who's interested could just um click on the links below and um just connect with you and you know be blessed by the awesomeness that you are <laughs> thank, thank you <laughs> thank so much you. for your time i really appreciate this this was really awesome thank you Oh, thank you. And you're doing amazing work. I, I, I'm so inspired by this platform and the podcast you've created and the people you've had on. So CRC, well done. I hope you take enough time to appreciate all the change that you're creating yourself. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I am eternally grateful for your time, your love and contributions. You mean a lot to me. Thank you once again for listening and sharing with your loved ones. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this journey on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms in the description. Stay blessed. <laughs>